Uh, oh. Right, this is tricky as well because. Can you do it again? Slap a noon rights t- You're a bigger rag picker than me. And welcome to the Electronic Wireless Show, Rock Paper Shotgun's PC gaming podcast, and the only podcast you need, in my opinion. Uh, my name is Alice Bell, and I'm joined once again this week by the lovely Vidbud Matthew Castle. Hello. And the lovely section editor, Nate Crowley, who is recording this as The Witcher. He's, he's joined the recording as The Witcher. I was going to do his voice there, but I can't really remember how he talks. I just saw growl. Hello. Have you got any monsters? Yeah, he's less. <laughs> he's less Cockney. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he's got an Amer- he's got an American twang. Yeah, I'm I'm the Cockney Witcher. Okay. Uh, that would be good, wouldn't it? They should do well. I should say. We've given this away, but this week the podcast is all about The Witcher, specifically The Witcher 3, because it was five years old this week. So, five years. Yeah, I know. Old enough that it's, you know, speaking in fully formed sentences, probably has a an obsession with Spider-Man or something like that, you know. It's probably got a lucrative streaming career. That was a satirical <laughs> Un- joke about toys. how... <laughs> opening, opening Kinder Egg insides. Is it true? I heard apocryphally that Kinder Eggs are banned in America. I th- I thought that sounds like a silly idea. Because they've they've got an inbuilt choking hazard. Um, I mean, you'd have to really go some to eat through the chocolate outer layer and the plastic egg. I mean, you'd have to be you'd have to have pretty monstrous teeth. I bet I mean, the Witcher does. Oh yeah, he just swallows them whole like pills. Sweaty swallows of like you know those egg-eating snakes that just slide it all down in one, and then he just shits out the toys. (laughs) Weirdly, fully constructed. (laughs) (laughs) It's like when people. It's like when people put uh, the cherry stalk in their mouth and it comes out as a knot. It's kind of like an (laughs) even madder version of that. (laughs) Just sort of winces and then quacks out a. A little wind-up car. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably uh, should warn the listeners. Uh, there might be a few rudos in this episode. Um, yeah, we'll we'll try and get them all bleeped out. But we've got a mini game coming up that will have a lot of swears in it, uh, unfortunately. But that's CD Projekt's fault and not ours. Uh, but we should, I just want to start as is customary by asking how you both are. Have you had a good good few days, good weekend? Brilliant. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, uh, I've continued my uh, 
obscene kebab experimentation, uh, as mentioned in the last podcast. Still really working on that, which is good. Um, for reasons unknown, I've started replaying uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey because I didn't properly finish it, and I figure I should before the Viking one. So I'm um. currently running around, stabbing up masked villains. Seems I was right. certain you were going to quote that old fun-loving criminals song there. The about one? robbing banks. <laughs> the, just the cadence in your voice said running around. <laughs> I really, I was certain you were going to do a really weird reference, but now it is I who have done the weird reference. Please continue. Yeah, that's fine. Well, how, how was your weekend, Nate? Passable. It was okay. I uh, played a lot of Total War Warhammer 2 with the new um, the new big man. As, uh, the new expansion has a giant goblin called Grom, uh, who is a goblin who's so big and fat, he's larger than an orc, and he's got a sort of a weird Mad Max Fury Road vibe to his army. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's very, it's very silly. Um, I really, really like that Total War is not afraid to be silly. They do it well. I like Grom. Grom is a good, good goblin name. Good, strong goblin name. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. That's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, there's an art making, making goblin names of one syllable, but they're still finding new ones. It's, isn't that the thing that our former, uh, overlord slash creator, Alec Mir writes for? Didn't he write it? Uh, I, yeah, he did not that one. Okay. He did the rats one, which I haven't had a proper go with. Oh, uh, the, okay. Was it the? Um, it was like the bouncy castle and the blade, or something. It was the saying and the blade. Um, I think <laughs> I missed twi- an expansion. You can tell, but I want to go back and play it now because Alec done the writing. His Twitter feed was a lot of comments about trying to get into the mindset of various fantasy beasts while sitting in Brighton coffee shops, which I which I quite enjoyed. Uh, there's a uh, there's an AEW wrestling uh, tag team called the Butcher, the Bunny, and the Blade. Uh, really? It's t- yeah, it's two beefy men that do sort of look like they they work in like a, a kind of Soho butchers. Um, <laughs> One of whom is is in a band, a quite a famous band as well, and then just a really sexy woman in like leather trousers with little bunny ears. Oh, now see, it would have been better if she was the butcher. That would have been good, yeah. But she she's like the she's she's the the kind of manager, I guess. She like takes money and like tells them who to beat up and stuff. It's good. Has anyone ever done a sexy butcher as a wrestling gimmick? Um, no, I mean, maybe <laughs> you never know. Oh, That'd wow, yeah, see, there you go. If you're a wrestling promoter listening in, you can have that one for free because you'd definitely want it. <laughs> I this weekend, I have been reading a lot of uh, cozy mysteries. Um, which uh, is a specific sub-genre of book. Um, uh, and and loads of people, they're really popular because you could get them on like your e-reader for really cheap, like 99p, or a lot of the time they make 
one of them free for a week to hook you in the series and they're all about like like mysteries being solved by like uh early middle age to like elderly women in country towns and they're all called like the case of the pineapple upside down cake and things oh. are they written are they modern or are they are they are they like kind of golden age of crime or no oh, no they're modern they're all spaffed oh, out right. by like by uh, women with well, the pen names are all like Agnes, something like that. They're, they're all right. kind of. They're probably written by like thirty-year-old men being paid right. two hundred quid a throw. You know, is it like, like is it like the Mills and Boone of mysteries? Yeah, that's not that's not a, a bad comparison. But they but they're they're fun and they're they're often free, and and they're like. It's like the equivalent of reading an episode of Mid- Midsummer Murders, basically. Sounds fantastic. It's good, yeah. Life gets so much better when you you just decide that you can enjoy whatever you want and you don't have to care about the perceived quality of it. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, I, yeah, um, absolutely. I live by that. But you know what is uh, regarded to be of high quality? It's The Witcher 3. Ah, I had heard of this. Yes. Mm. What a segue. <laughs> um, listen, I am an expert at segues. Uh, and yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. Little break there for some music that Graham can put in. Um, so Matthew, of the three of us... Mm. You are probably the Witcher expert because me and Nate are those people that have played like White Orchard about five times. Right. I had serial restarters, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How do you feel it is as a whole experience? How how long did it take you first? How many hours have you put into The Witcher 3? Would you estimate? Uh, I don't know. I'm not like a mad, like. No, I, I, have, I haven't replayed. I've replayed it. I've, I played it one once, very sort of passionately. Uh, I think it was for about a hundred hours, and then uh, with some of the, uh, then I did the DLCs on top of that as well because um, they were they were excellent. Um, yeah, so like a, a reasonably passionate. I haven't got like a tattoo of you know Vizimir on my back or anything. So, oh, it'd be good if you did though. Yeah. That would be sinister. Um, or of his like face, one inch to the left of your actual face. Yeah, yes, that's exactly what I want. That'd be good uh, for fooling um, <laughs> facial recognition cameras, wouldn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. Or they'd just be like, oh, it's Vizimir, let him in, he's sound. Because <laughs> um, he is. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I, like, I like it enough that I, I spent a considerable amount of time arguing with uh, Matt Cox on Slack this week about whether or not uh, Roach was one horse or many horses. <laughs> um, that, because... that makes it sound like... So like, you were saying basically canonically and in the books, Roach is Any like horse. James Bond, you know, like yeah, the, the title passes from one to the other. It's any, any horse he has, he, he calls Roach. I believe is the is the correct thing. I I really hope I'm not wrong on this because I'll be showing myself up as a big Witcher noob. Um, okay, I'm sorry. While we're settling scores from Witcher discussions we've had in the work Slack, uh, Alice, you said that I was wrong about there being 
a big spectral pirate ship I was, in The Witcher 3. Is there a big spectral pirate ship? I am informed um, by, by several like Witcher pros that there is indeed a big spectral pirate ship, and I feel bloody good about it. It wasn't just a painkiller hallucination. <laughs> In fact, I mean, so that for context, Nate wrote about Nate wrote a summary of the plot of the first few hours of The Witcher, and he drew a picture of the Wild Hunt lad with a pirate ship in the background, and we were like, "Why have you drawn a, a flying pirate ship?" Because <laughs> they have horses, and Nate was Nate was like, "Because they turn up on a flying pirate ship." But I'm sorry, I will eat crow. You, but you backed me up on it, Matthew. You yeah, were like, I, I must admit, I, for, considering that you've sold me as a Switcher expert, if there is a giant pirate ship, I have forgot. But now you say it, I'm like, oh, maybe. Uh, like there are ships in it because there's there's some ships around the sort of Skelliger Isles. Um, maybe at the end, or maybe at the end, you fight him on a ship. Oh, oh I haven't played the end. That's that, the whole thing. That's my that, whole deal. That rings. That does ring a bell. Uh, yeah, um, but well, that actually probably leads to my point that that, that actually the, the the reason I I did play it so long and I got into it wasn't really because of the main quest line, which I would actually struggle to to kind of retell the story of it. You know, like the vague, you know, the vague beats of you're looking for someone and there are some icy horsemen after you. Um, but I just I liked being in that world. I I really like even though it is kind of map clearing busy work, the kind of Ubisoft model of here's a map and there are loads of icons and you go to each icon and it'll be kind of pretty kind of sort of not generic but lots of repeated activities. It never felt like um I was just clearing icons from the map. I think it's because I actually switched the icons up that you, you get a thing where you, when you go to a um, notice board, it kind of fills in the map with question marks, but you can turn that off. And that actually made the game feel a lot better for me because as you're riding around, you just happen upon monster nests and you happen upon bandit camps. And that to me feels like kind of proper witcher business. Yeah, that's, so I wrote an article basically said like it's taken me i've tried so many times to enjoy the witch 3 and i it really struggled with it for well five years now but i've kind of i've managed to get it now and that is that i ignore the entirety of the main plot and i just sort of pretend i'm not Geralt because i i can't inhabit Geralt. i don't care about him <laughs> Or his problems, uh, or his girlfriends. Really, he's, he's, he's like, he's not really, I don't know, he doesn't feel like much of a character to me. You know, he is, he's so defined by his profession, which is what I like, to, which is what I like about it. You know, it's, well, it's a game. And he's willy, he loves phoning, <laughs> he does, doesn't he? That's, that's he his does main that too, thing. But I also kind of like that the game's not very, like, sort of judgment. it's just part of the, the, the world. It's not very sort of judgmental about that. It's not, it's not like, sort of tiresomely bawdy. Um, you know, it's not like you're collecting the 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 nudie lady cards that you did in The Witcher One, um, you know, which was a, a bit tackier. Um, I just like that he's 
because it's sort of part of their profession that they that, that you can bed because they're infertile, so it's kind of you're safe to bed a witcher basically. Um, and it's like the idea that for a good time find a witcher. I don't know. I just kind of th- I think that's sort of <laughs> sort of I find it endearing. You know, uh, your your Geralt is like carving his phone number in trees up and down the line. Yeah, basically. Um, so nature's snip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just and I, and I like that his sort of he he doesn't impose very much. He just sort of goes with the flow. You know, he isn't shaping the story. You know, he's someone who is he works for important people, and what happens in the story is kind of defined by what those people decide. And yes, you make choices in missions which change how they play out, but you're not the king of the world. You're just some bloke having you, lots of adventures. Would you like to go for a pint with him? Uh, I don't know. I think he'd probably hate me because I, you know, I blab a lot and he's quite kind of, he can just sit in peace. I'm not very good with like awkward silences. I'm, you know, I can't just enjoy the presence of someone else's company. I, you know, I want to chat. We'd, we'd play Gwent. That would be all right. <laughs> I I wouldn't like to go for a pint with him because I think he's a big weirdo. But uh he's, not, he's quite funny. He's quite funny. He's quite dry, like you know, with a little raise of the eyebrow. You can see that he sort of dismisses a lot of the bull he finds. And I quite like that about him. True. What 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 sense do you get of the Witcher, Nate? You're quite a a good judge of character, I think. Thank you. Uh, I think he's... Unlike uh, me. <laughs> yeah, no, Matt, Matt barely no, knows. Well. He can barely tell sofas from people. Um, <laughs> yeah. I I think... Um, I would like to spend a week's caravan holiday with him, but not, I wouldn't like to go for a pint. Because uh, Matthew's quite right about that. It would be awkward. But I think... I mean, I haven't actually seen the telly show... But isn't it basically about um, like the, the the guy who does the catchy song is following him round, and I'm imagining it's like a Shrek and Donkey situation. But it's exactly that, yeah. Yeah. See, these things yeah. write themselves. So I reckon if you were trapped in like a caravan during a rainy week on you know the coast near Hull or something. Like he would just spend about two days solidly loathing you, but then you'd make up a cool song, or you'd be in the caravan for ages, and he'd get really crook. Because I'd be like wittering on about like, "Oh, have you seen Money Heist on Netflix?" And, <laughs> and he'd be like, he'd be just sitting there quietly, and he'd get really cross, and he'd leave, and I'd be like, "Oh, I've blown this caravan holiday." But then he'd come back a few hours later, and he's like caught a deer for us to eat, and we actually have a really nice meal. And it's like, ah, oh, you know, like when he gets down to it, I think he's all right. But then, what if he was like, "Well, tell me if this Netflix," oh, and then God he it. puts it on and he sees his own show on there, and his <laughs> mind ripped out of his ears. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't really think of that. You can't. Like, he, might, he might kill me because he might think I'm a devil. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't thought this through at all. I. Do you know what I would? I would like to see him on "Come Dine with Me." I think that would be a really good. I just want to see him struggling to like do his his. He's he's done. He's got his soup out of the way. His starter soup, and then it's done a talking head of one of the others being like, "Yeah, it was nice, but you know, vegetable soup's quite simple, isn't it?" 
and then and then the main course he's struggling to like 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 properly tie up the lamb to in a in a joint to like cook it properly because he like he's used to just like like splatting something on a stick onto a fire kind of thing you know like i I, look at potions though well yeah i reckon there'd be like a shaky cam sort of one of those candid shots of him looking frustrated in the kitchen after they've all been like subtly taking the piss out of him and then he goes into the kitchen and he's all cross and the camera just follows his gaze as he looks to all of like the poisonous herbs he's got arranged and he thinks about preparing a poison but then he remembers that, that they're humans and not beasts. He can also cast mind control of them when it comes to the scoring though. So he'd do a little hand wiggle and then it'll be like 10, 10 out of 10 or however, however it works. Wait, what, what would his entertainment be? Would he just like kick out the toss a coin for your witcher lad and then yeah the or would he do like some weird trait he'd get them all training he'd set up a bunch of like those stick dummies and get them all trying to hit it with a sword yeah he'd just have just... a bath in front of them <laughs> <laughs> luxuriating some warm water and he'd he'd bed all the women and slay all the men and then run through an ogre that's that's the end that's it go home no i yeah i would i'd like to see him in like a sort of mundane uh but annoying social situation like that i think he'd be really good but that's that's what that's what i I like about the game is that a lot of the quests are you know what it you know how would it be if Geralt was at x so he gets put into kind of you know with fellow sort of barbarians all the Skellige stuff it's like a sort of viking type society and you know as he's a very powerful warrior he's really loved there but when you get to Novigrad you're in with all the kind of the higher mighties and he's really out of his place there's an absolutely the, the I think the best quest in the whole of the Witcher 3 um one of the best is actually in the um the Hearts of Stone DLC, where the whole kind of setup of it is that you're you you make a, a deal with the devil and you have to uh, perform these impossible tasks to kind of win back your soul, and it's a real kind of one of those. He sets you these things which sound easy, but then you realise they're impossible. They're like um, uh, you know, like almost like Arabian Nights type sort of fables or something. Um, and in one of them, he has to show a dead man a good time, and he basically lets this this sort of, this old geezer possess his body, and he goes to a party, and you have this like two hour party mission where Geralt is playing another character, he's possessed by this like randy ghost, and you have to go around, and it's just amazing. Like the writing and the and Doug Cockle's performance is so good because he's like Geralt channeling this other voice. It's it's just really superb great now you've made me want to make a sixth attempt on playing through the witcher oh it's 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 good you've just got to get part i I think the problem with it is is that you know early on you have that that little tutorial area and it doesn't necessarily show the strengths of the game you know it it opens up so much after that and i know everyone always talks about that you know you've got this bloody baron quest which which you're kind of directed to quite early on but but bloody baron the bloody baron but like outside of that i think once you i I can't remember exactly what level it is but you know after a few hours you're basically in a position where you you have a lot of freedom to tackle it as you want and 
you just go and discover all these side quests and they actually a lot of them end up being part of the main quest but you don't really know it when you're doing it which i like you, you know it, it doesn't sort of feel like you've got to tick these off everything kind of wraps in quite organically kind of about two-thirds in which which is another cool trick it does Alice, you described it as like tributaries into a river, which I, I thought was a lovely metaphor. Thank you. That was also, I got in a snide dig about the Bloody Baron. I, I, was, I promised myself I wouldn't rant about the Bloody Baron on this podcast, but Matthew brought it up. So it's, <laughs> it's not my fault. But you get loads of people are like, oh yeah, the Bloody Baron is amazing. It's one of the best quests in the game. I think the Bloody Baron is rubbish. Not, okay, no, that's too much. I, it's fine. It's, it's all right. Right, I I get that. Oh, it's what's good. that sizzling? Is it your take? Christ. <laughs> I I get that it's it's like the first kind of big quest you do where you realise that like things can sort of loop back on themselves and cross over each other because you spoilers you find his wife doing something that you think is sort of unrelated almost. Um, uh, and you do it like hours after you first in- encountered the Bloody Baron and all this kind of stuff. So it's a bit like, oh, cool. Uh, but like, I don't get why everyone thinks that like it's a good store bit of storytelling. I think it's actually a very tired kind of, oh, this guy is sad at the domestic abuse that he himself did for years. And but like that doesn't count as nuance. At uh, like, <clears throat> like I. No, I think a big reason that people praise it is because it is the first big thing you do in like the first eight to ten hours of the game. Uh, it's yes. like the first kind of meaty issues kind of quest. And I think, honestly, most people that say they've played The Witcher 3 haven't finished it and they've done about 20 hours. So, yeah, <laughs> so it's... It's, oh, yeah, the it's, Baron. it's well done. I, 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 in terms of like... One thing I do like about it is that it's... I, I quite like the writing in The Witcher. I know some people are really snooty about it. I, I think it's I think it's really coherent. I think it's true to its characters throughout. I don't think there's a lot of dud notes in terms of the world it's created. I think it's it's all quite true to it. Um, I think the Bloody Baron is like a really good um, voice performance as well. Like it was for me. I I think one of the reasons it does register is that you come across this character and he's like he's quite like beautifully animated in the conversation and 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 the way he talks is 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 just he feels way more fleshed out and not real but but interesting than the NP the quality of NPCs you get in most games you know it, it's a very um it, and it's the first big dose of it you get in the game so uh, you know it did read I yeah you because know, I can remember playing it at the time and thinking like oh wow this is so like just the quality of the production is is really really kind of entran- en- 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 enchanting um but as an actual yeah. quest it's surpassed by other stuff I know, I know the production value on it is very good stuff. I just don't think, like, as in terms of like storytelling, I just don't think it's, I don't think it's all that. Uh, but, um, uh, well, I'll tell you what we can all agree on. What? The, uh, the, the random NPC dialogue's a lot of fun, isn't it? You beat me to the, the segue I was about to do, but well done. Yeah, I hopped on that little two wheeled scooter and zoomed oh. straight there. My brother, a side note, 
he absolutely shattered his leg on a Segway. Like he, like he destroyed his leg and was was like had his leg oh, pinned for like a year. Yeah, you're not meant to. There's something you're not meant to do on them, and he did it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're not meant to step up. Jump across a canyon. No, you're not. Like, there's something weird. Like, you're not meant to step off them or what? Yeah, there's something that. Yeah, he was given. Basically, he went segwaying for his birthday. They gave him this instruction. He didn't do it, and it basically pulled his leg under the segway and like absolutely monstered Ah! it. Yeah, like the way you phrased it makes it sound like getting a segway present right is like a dark bargain where once you get on the segway you can never leave no it's just like there's there's something weird like the physics of the segway there's something weird like if you try and like jump off it when it's moving it'll pull itself back under you or something weird that there's something off about the segway is what i'm saying didn't the segway kill its own creator like frankenstein (laughs) Uh, actually segway was the name of the scientist um (laughs) I read some story about, yeah, like they were riding it along like a, a rocky gully or something and it just pitched them off a cliff. Uh, off-roading a Segway. Although, oh, actually, it might have been the person who bought the company rather than the creator. Um, I don't think that happened in Frankenstein. be interesting. Maybe though, the, the creator left that a trap in one of the, he left a trap Segway. Like his revenge. <sighs> Yeah, like, this is my gold-plated Segway. Please have it as a mark of my goodwill on you buying this company. But then it ha- also had a mind. There you go, Black Mirror episode. <laughs> um, well, on that note, let's, <laughs> let's ride this murder Segway uh, all the way to a minigame. Ooh. break for some more music that so Nate, you have prepared uh, a, a test of wits for me and matthew do you want to explain what it is yeah uh, or should i say a test of shit, um because it's full of swearing um, <laughs> uh, uh this is um what what i want to do uh is test your instincts uh for uh detecting with your witcher senses uh, the genuine NPC dialogue from The Witcher Three. Mm-hmm. So I have I've taken a selection of quotes uh, from the game, and also some ones I've made up. <laughs> and you've got to decide which ones actually came from the game, and which ones are just bollocks. So are you going to right. read them okay. all in your natural voice, or are you going to do a, a- a, a regional peasant accent. <laughs> I am going to do some regional peasant accents, but I'm going to mix them up to obfuscate. Okay, all right. Yeah, so um, yeah, yeah. apologies. There will be some bad accents in here. Uh, please, please, please don't leave comments like, oh, what was that Welsh? Um, it won't be as bad as that amazing like three-second video uh, of of the woman on the reality TV show attempting to do a Jamaican accent. <laughs> I'm not going to do something, you know, that appalling, uh, but there will be some bad regional accents. So just to prepare you. Right. Okay. So, Oi, ponytail, give us a sweaty grumble with your witch stick, will you? 
I, I, I'm gonna say that's. I'm gonna say that's fake. Yeah, I think that one's made up. <laughs> yeah, I was breaking you in easy. You got that one correct. Well done. <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, you've got snake's eyes. You got a snake's tongue too. Uh, I think that's. Don't they? I was gonna say that's real, but don't they say he has cat's eyes or? Yeah, but snake's tongue sounds quite. That sounds quite realistic. That sounds like something they would say. Mm. I I I'd I'd vote real for that one. Well, do you want to do it like lie to me where we have to have a consensus or do you want to uh You have to have a consensus. Okay. Uh, I'll we'll go we'll we'll go with real then. Matthew knows it better than me. It is real. Yes. Yay! Congratulations. Okay. Help me, I beg of you. My cat's gone all devilsome. <laughs> That was real up until me cat's gone all devils. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, I just think devils, devilsome is is too is too overwritten for a peasant. <laughs> I think I'm detecting a pattern where he does funnier voices for the ones he's written. <laughs> I wish it was real, but I think it's fake. <laughs> Alice? Yeah, no, I think that's fake. It's fake. <laughs> so it's been 100% right so far. <laughs> May your beard grow robust and free. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> mm. I, I think that's fake because it's quite conditional whether or not he has a beard isn't it it's not yeah but it might be something that someone says because there's npcs that say stuff to each other like oh it could be like it could be like a dwarf with a beard saying that to another dwarf um Ah, okay i don't but it feels it almost lacks it, it that one lacks too much color i'd say to be real okay so, so i okay. i I think it's fake as well, yeah. Oh, it's go fake. Oh, it's like when you watch the detective throw away the vital clue. It was indeed a dwarf to another dwarf. And oh, real. No. <laughs> Ready for another? Yes. Yeah. Fancy a rifle through my fun bags, witchy boy. I, I just don't think I've heard the word fun bags in The Witcher. I don't think anyone's heard the word fun bags since about 1978. Mm. I, I'm willing to bet that's a fake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my pastiche of Pseudo Project Red's... Uh, Pseudo Project Red? <laughs> Pseudo Project Red. I'm not doing a great job of emulating them. Let's uh, put it that way. That one was indeed fake. Okay. Uh, you've got to be careful with that stuff. I heard you can grow a third ball. Oh. Ooh, okay. 
That one's that's tricky. That's a t- oh no. Um, like all the words sound right. <laughs> it's like there's nothing. There's not a weird Nate word in there. <laughs> the, a- the accent, um, however, I will confess, did migrate rapidly. Sound. <laughs> yeah, that's. That's a that's a hard one to call. I I don't know. I, uh, I it could be a it could be a modified real line. Like it could be you grow a third something else, and he's changed it to bollock to trick us. But I I don't know. I think it's. I'm. I just. I just have a a, a feeling in in my water that it's real. Okay, I'm I happy. Just have I'll, that instinct. I'm happy to go with that. Ha ha ha! It was fake. Oh, ah, oh, the all oh, right. I'm clawing this back. Okay. <laughs> Slapping mean rights. T- you're a bigger rag picker than me. <laughs> what? <laughs> Saturday morning children's TV presenter saying it. Sort right, of right. Barney the dinosaur's sex offender cousin. <laughs> right, this is tricky as well because Can you do it again? Slap a noon rights t- You're a bigger rag picker than me I don't even know what it means Right Right I mean, you know, okay. rate, That's a thing That's a thing However, I am suspicious Because I specifically mentioned noon rates and night rates in the article I wrote, which Nate edited, so... So you think he's got noon wraiths on the mind? I think he might... Also, uh, I don't know if you can slap a, a noon wraiths anything, because they're ghosts. True. Like, your hand mm. would just go through them. This is tricky. They should do Can You Slap a Ghost on Mythbusters. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, I'd say, I'd say fake, but that second part's really throwing me because it's it's almost too weird to not be real. I don't know. I would have said real, but I'm I'm paranoid about. Should we should we say fake? Yes, yeah, say fake. All right, fake. It's real. Oh. <laughs> Ah oh, yes, this is it. I wanted to put in some absolute jokers at the front <laughs> of the pack. So you got, got lulled into a fake sense of security. Oh, damn it. Look at him. He looks strong enough to bum his way through a whole stable of horses. <laughs> no f***ing <laughs> way. <laughs> there is no way someone says you can bomb an entire stable of horses. No, I, I, no, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was a freebie for you. <laughs> <laughs> Does your cunt have a yellow eye and all? Oh God! <laughs> no, that can't be real. That's, that's fake. That's, that's, be that's, fake. That's, that's too disgusting to be real. Oh, you're right. It's fake, but I was trying to—I was trying to emulate the uh, the grotty, um, you know, what you call it? 
I would also like to point out, you said, oh, there's going to be some rude words in it because they say rude things. But the rudest ones have all been yours that you've made up. No. So... <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. Um, okay. I think you've won this by default now, but there's a couple more. Okay. Um, so let's go through them. I got so f- up last night, blood came out of my ears. I feel like that could be a yeah. There's no, there's no like danger words there to put me off. However, would a medieval person say that they got up? Well, they might do in The Witcher. I think it's, I think it's a very good fake. I think. Okay. Well, that well. Okay, I, I'm happy to back you on that. It is real. Oh, oh, damn it! Okay, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So it's ten, and you're on. You've got six right and four wrong. So this last one's for honour. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna beat you so hard you sh out your eyes. it's nice but there's no way that's real (laughs) i has come on (laughs) alice yeah no that's fake it's fake it's fake but i think we've all learned i should be writing for cd project red uh, congratulations! You only got four wrong out of eleven. Oh, well, that's good. That's my, pretty good. So I was yeah, hoping to hear my two favourites, which what are: uh, people will randomly describe Geralt as pale as OT shit, which I really like. <laughs> and the other one is people come up to you and they'll say, "Help! I'm dying of poverty," which <laughs> it's the gaps that make it. <laughs> Oh, I nearly put that one in, but yeah. I thought, nah, that's just too famous. Yeah, it is famous. And Param Param, Pam Pam Param as well. It's another legendary one. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. I like, um, they put references to things. It's like, speaking of the Bloody Baron, there are those two guards that just do a scene from Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah, yeah. there's lots of that kind of gubbins. That, lots of there's that lot carry of so- on. There's song lyrics as well. I think in... Uh, Definitely in Blood and Wine, some of the aristocrats kind of have got these weird pop lyrics and stuff. Well, there's a Madonna reference, isn't there, famously? Someone talks about being a material girl in a material world. There you go. I say famously, I mean I I read it on a forum this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, Thank you very much, Nate. Uh, You're welcome. Let us know how you did if you were playing along at home. I can't wait for the cyberpunk version of that quiz. Oh, oh yeah. God. Right, let's move on uh, to see what our listeners uh, said about The Witcher 3. So, really, really I... Oh, I was going to do the music, sorry. Do, sorry. No, go, do it, do the music. Oh, no, I've been caught off guard now. I didn't think we were going to be recording it. I was just letting out some energy after after that barnstormer of a quiz. 
<laughs> so we asked on Twitter and Facebook uh, what your favourite moments from The Witcher 3 were. Uh, got a lot of joke answers. You uh, you little scamps. But uh, got some real answers as well. So we're going to discuss some of them Ooh. now. So... Uh, Frowny Cyclops uh, said got possessed by a ghost and chased pigs at a wedding, which I'm guessing is the yeah, is that yeah. the, the one you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It would seem a stretch to have two wedding-based ghost possessions in a game. <laughs> uh, and uh, helped a ghost get back to her true love, then she ate him. That's the, the rat ghost in the, the tower, isn't it? Uh yeah, yeah Wait, that rings a bell. You help out the uh your blonde girlfriend and oh. she gets you a magic ghost lantern and then you climb up oh, a big tower. Kira Metz. Yeah. Uh he's got he's got a very um broad tastes, hasn't he? I was um one of the mistakes I made was uh basically romancing every woman in the game. And it really backfired at the end. Um, like, I just ended up alone with no no partner for life because I was just too too randy. I'm going to romance what, none of them. Is Geralt willing to settle down then? Well, you can. You can end up, you can, at the end of the game, you can, you can end up with Yennefer or um, the other one whose name, oh God, what's her name? Emily, uh, son of Bloyne. Tris, Tris Merigold, that's right, yeah. Um, and, yeah, but if you if you romance, I think it's if you romance the two of them secretly, you know, in parallel, um, they kind of end up sort of screwing you over and you end up alone. And it's actually quite a sad end to the game. <laughs> Crikey. Mm. Uh, well, that'll teach him, won't it? Yeah. Yeah, Randy, Gerald. Randy Gerald. Uh, yeah. I... But I, yeah, I liked the helping a ghost get back to her true love so she could eat him. Because uh, I was like, oh, I'm really going to help this, you know, put this woman to rest herself. And then she just just ate. Is it like a ghost sort of swallowing someone whole like a snake? Because or... that's quite no, an image, no, it's, it? it's to do with rats. I think she was trapped in a tower with loads of rats. So she's sort of rat-based. I can't remember exactly, but it was good. Oh, okay, um, cool. But I said in my article, I said my favorite thing to do is to do the noon wraiths or the um the night wraiths, because you you turn up in a village and one of the quests will be like there's something weird and out in the cornfields and then you'll talk to an old lady and she'll be like ah, my my ma warned me about Gwyneth the ghost. She's been haunting the the barley here for nearly two hundred year. And then you go out into the field and within about two minutes find a poorly buried body. And it turns oh. out that the noon wraith was like like a woman who got murdered literally two days ago and nobody uh, gave a <laughs> that is That is the one problem with The Witcher is that, 80, that the ending to 80% of the quests are a body didn't get buried properly, so it's become a scary ghost. Or a body didn't get <laughs> buried properly, so it brought a monster to the village who likes eating bodies. So uh, there's a lot of that. Yeah, they could really use more grave diggers. And yeah. maybe, I don't know, some detectives. 
Because it seems like Geralt has to solve some pretty clear mysteries wherever he goes. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't, like, it's always like, oh, well, when she disappeared three days ago, we thought she'd just gone to live with her mother and nobody thought a, a whit more about it. Noonrights surely really not her who's the ghost. I was well impressed by them. Are they a thing in folklore, or did they just make them up for the game? Because mm, I, I, th- I thought some of it was based on like Polish folklore. Yeah, I don't think I think some it's based on it's not like a one to one. It's sort of like an interesting take, I, I believe. But I don't know because I'm. I haven't read any of the books and I'm sadly not au fait with Polish folklore either. Um, uh, but good, good contribution for Frowny Cyclops. Yeah. Uh, Gregor W says uh, the return to Kaer Morin was a wonderful moment. Oh, when you go back good. to your big castle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it's great. Mo- it's a very like. Um, like mass effect y kind of thing because it's just. You have like a big. You have just a big kind of night on boozing away with the other witches at the castle before it all kind of kicks off. And it's just like the kind of the intake of breath beforehand and you'll just sit around and you have a good old time and you joke about all the all the things you've been up to. It's it's really nice, really well written that. Is it like the party scene in the uh, Mass Effect DLC? Uh yeah, kinda. Yeah, I guess sort sort of. I mean you know, it's it's more like I don't know. Is there something before the end of Mass Effect Two? In my head, you have a big old time before you go off on that suicide mission, but I might be misremembering that. <laughs> mm, no, I don't think you do have. A, oh, okay. Big... I think I'm probably folding that party DLC into that. Then is there a big there pirate ship as well, Matthew? I honestly, I I think you fight on a ship at the end, but I don't. I just don't remember. I don't like. I swear, the Wild Hunt are on horses. That's why they're called the Hunt. Like. You know, it's possible to own both a ship and horses. Like, medieval guys did it all the time. Yeah. Famously. In modern day, if you own a, sh- if you own a horse, you, prob- you stand a good chance of owning a ship or a boat of some kind. I would say. It puts you in that wealth bracket. <laughs> <laughs> but I, don't know what, I don't know what wealth bracket old Boneface from the Wild Hunt is in. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely landed gentry of some kind, isn't he? Like, got does he have a name? He does. I can't. I think he's some like old elven dude. Yeah, they've. I'm not very good with the with the the weird fantasy names. Uh, we've got some other comments. Uh, Ivan on Facebook says, "I cried, literally cried." when Geralt and Zoltan visited the pub where Priscilla sang her song, not because of the song, but because there was some beauty in that world that was above the realities of everyday life. Do you remember the scene? I don't uh, think we... I cry... Uh, no. <laughs> no? <laughs> I, I'm, sure it was, I'm sure it was great, though. <laughs> uh, uh, it's been a while. I need to replay this game. I really liked it. <laughs> Uh, Emil says about 20 hours in when I arrived at Scaliger. So me and uh, Nate have not... I think I'm going to make it to at least Scaliger this time. But uh, Scaliger is like proper Nate country, you know? I think you'd love it. It's like mountains, it's dwarves, it's like... It's it's, it's a lot more like fantasy than than like the mud and s*** of the... the, the, um, around Novigrad and all that. 
You've done loads of swearing this podcast, Matthew. I haven't. Well, this is this is the gritty, the gritty swearing podcast, isn't it? Well, it is. Mud, it's mud. mud. It's very very naughty. Sorry. Uh, that's all right. Um, it's Graham that will have to beep out all the swears. Ah ha ha. Uh, uh, and what else? Oh, uh, Ruda says the end. The ending I got, which is spoilers, but there are a few different endings. He said Siri leaving to rule. Uh, the last shot: Siri and the patrol heading out on the left side of the screen, while Geralt stand uh, with Geralt standing in mute sadness on the right. The gap widening between them with each step. Is a farewell that broke my heart. Oh, that's quite heavy, isn't it? Yeah. What ending did uh, did you get? Matthew? Yeah, that's that's. Is that the yeah that's yeah that's the ending I got, and then it's just because that's I think that's that's the sort of thing you you kind of you can send her off, and then you can be with be with you know one of one of the, the girlfriend yeah one of your many girlfriends. Um, but if you're not, you're just sort of pootling around. It's quite odd being in that world with no storyline anymore because you kind of go to all the locations and you meet all your mates, but they yeah. haven't got anything new to say to you and it's, it kind of bums you out. But then the DLC came along and it was all good again. <laughs> That's the weird thing. Cause the, the, the blood and wine DLC is kind of like, it feels like, and it's a big epilogue to the game, but it, it, yeah. it it's kind of like what happens if, if Geralt retires um, and what would that look like? Sort of. Um, uh, it's great. It's really, is really. Is he older in it? Is what? Sorry. Is he older in it? No, he's he's not. But he kind of, uh, he kind of, it's it's sort of about building a home in a really nice place, which is like a really nice end. Considering you've kind of exhausted this quite grim world for the rest of the game, you get to go to this new region, which is like basically like Walt Disney's castle. It's like this dream, fancy, beautiful green. Everything's luscious. It's, you know, crystal blue lakes and all this stuff. Um, and you've, you get to set up a little vineyard there and have a little house, which is quite fun. Aww, but like it's like nice 30 time. hours long. It's huge. It's like a game in itself. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, that's a good point. Like once we finish the, the 100 hour game, Nate, we've got to do... Got to do the DLCs. Oh, they're so good. They're so good. Um, Hearts of Stone. Some of the best quests in that game. Just It's just like four or five great, great quests. Oh, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Well, there you go. It's a, a hearty recommendation. Oh, I love it. Uh, it's best, best DLC of all time, in fact. I'd go as far as saying. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's Slam uh, another take in the pan. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a strong take well I th- thank you very much everyone who sent in their favourite moments from The Witcher 3 wasn't as many as I was expecting but I guess it's how do you pick just one thing from a hundred hour game well, I say everyone's got what I've got they just remember the trees blowing in the wind but don't remember any of the specifics but I do the the wind blowing is very like it's terrifying riding about in in a storm in The Witcher Three because it sounds like all the trees are about to like tear up from their roots and oh it's like, really good be around the head that game just as a very quick last thing it has the best towers castles and like haunted houses in games like when you see one you're like oh I cannot wait to go in there and they're always good they've always got a bit of a you know something special in them. Um, 
Yeah, they those guys. Oh, I can't. I really hope Cyberpunk's good. Because <laughs> 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 uh, that world's which is amazing. I love it. There you go. The final word on The Witcher. Uh, well, yeah, thank you to everyone for uh, sending in their contributions there. And thank you to Matthew and Nate for joining me. It leaves us now only to recommend something that isn't a game to our, our listeners mm. this week. Uh, I will start, if you like. I'm going to recommend uh, The Last Dance, which you've probably heard about. It's on Netflix. And it is um, a documentary about the the Chicago Bulls NBA basketball team that had Dennis Rodman, uh, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. It, it was like, it was the team that won six series, like six, what's the word? Six seasons of six basketball. basketballs. <laughs> um, and it's about their last season playing together. Uh, and it has like all this amazing footage from the time and then also interviews loads of people and, and you know, Michael Jordan and all the players. A lot of it is about Michael Jordan kind of being a dick, but like he's so good at basketball that he can get away with being a dick. Like I would love to be so good at something that I could like before I did it, point to someone and say, we're going to win this by this many points and then just do it. I'd love to be able to follow through. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, but it's very, very good, even if you don't like or know anything about basketball, which I do not. Oh, nice! There you go. I'll get on it. I've been, I've been watching um, on Sky TV on Now TV. I've been watching what sounds terrible, the Gangs of London, um, which you've probably seen advertised and thought, "Oh god, it's some terrible." Guy Ritchie or sort of modern day Peaky Blinders type thing. And it kind of is, but it's directed by the chap. It was created and, and sort of partially directed by Gareth Evans, who directed The Raid 1 and 2. Oh. The, um, and basically, Gangs of London is like quite a standard gangster politics sort of, you know, big melodrama is kind of families off each other but with fight scenes that are as good as anything in the raid one or two and they're just absolutely amazing and it's like a tv show which becomes this incredibly violent action film for about five minutes an episode um and you always know who it's going to be because it'll be a bloke who's got like a butcher's knife or there'll be a guy with a machete and you're like well (laughs) we know where this guy what's going to happen to this guy but there was a episode i think it was episode five was basically like a the whole episode was just a siege around this Welsh farmhouse and it had some moments of such body evaporating violence, I've the likes of which I have never seen before. Uh, um, I'm really, really enjoying it. <laughs> Lord of blood. So, but they won't put that on the poster. It's just all blokes in suits. But what's that, what it's actually good for is blokes getting... Um, ashtrays punched through their heads <laughs> so <laughs> hashtag fat blood yeah or fat blood <laughs> the fattest fat blood. Uh, fabulous Nate what do you have to recommend uh, now you've both done telly so I'm not going to do telly uh, I'm going to say have you ever tried putting a little bit of bovril in 
with your roast potatoes just before they're uh, they're done cooking. Uh, it is a good idea, uh, especially if you're doing them with. Um, well, I was going to say uh, this wouldn't work if you're vegan, but then neither would the bovril if we're being fair. Um, but if you're doing like your roast potatoes in like grease from a goose or whatever, it works particularly well. To put a bit of bovril in about 10 minutes before they're done, seasons them really nicely. Oh, bovril tip. Bovril life hack. Does anyone actually drink bovril anymore? Yes. You drink bovril? Yes. Why? It's, uh, it's like meat coffee. <laughs> Good, perks you up. I can't. Really? It seems like such a, a like old school thing to do. Bovril. It's just a relaxing thing to have, really. If you think, oh, beef tea, they call it. Beef tea. Right. Yeah, but you wouldn't like... You wouldn't neck some Bisto instant gravy, would you? I rather suspect I would, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> who, do you, who do you think you're talking to there? Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, touche. I uh, kind of want a mug of gravy now. Oh, God. So that's it. Get yourself a mug of gravy. Get down in front of uh, Gangs of London. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Actually, yeah, Bovril does sound like the ideal drink for, for what oh, you yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right, so Ashley, well... Thank you so much for those recommendations and thank you for joining me to talk about The Witcher 3. Uh, Thank you for having us. And thank you, dear listener, for joining us on this episode 95 of the Electronic Wireless Show. I forgot to say that up front, it's episode 95. Um, Rock Paper Shotgun's PC gaming podcast and the only podcast you need, in my opinion. Uh, We are on Facebook and Twitter, Rock Paper Shotgun. Yeah, I think we're just Rock Paper Shotgun. Um, uh, we are on youtube.com forward slash rock paper shot, uh, where you will find Matthew and our other vid bud Cullen making lots of lovely videos. Yes. Uh, and uh, most importantly, of course, we're on www.rockpapershotgun.com. And even more excitingly this week, uh, we've got a merch store. If you go yes. to yeah, Teespring, uh, I think it's teespring.com forward slash rock paper shotgun. Uh, but if you search rock paper shotgun on Teespring, you will find uh, some lovely official RPS uh, t shirts. got a really nice purple logo t shirt. And we've got ideas for other things that we'll put up there as well. So there you go. Rep RPS in the website wars. Uh, and if you're an extremely online type, I've been asked that uh, we also hype up the RPS Discord uh, where we have. Lots of lovely things going on. People organising, playing games, doing fun stuff. Uh, there's a feed for the podcast and all the articles as well. Uh, and it's a lovely community to join mm. in. They're good people. They are. Uh, I think that's my spiel done. So everyone have a lovely week. Why not play The Witcher 3? You know? And we will see you next time. Say goodbye. Goodbye.
Now, give us a sweaty grumble with your witch stick, will ya? <laughs> <laughs>